KFNX News Talk Radio 1100, it's Chatterbox, where you'll find the latest news, interviews, and updates about the gaming world. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host, the guests, and callers only, and not necessarily those of KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. And now, here's your host for Chatterbox. And we're here, another week of Chatterbox Video Game Radio. This week we've got Alon. Oh, and me again. And Rich. Richie Ricardo. Uh, R is not here today, as we as we anticipated, but he will be back. He um, he wanted me to let everyone know that he's been spending some time uh, at a monastery, I think. What? I don't know. He's full of bad jokes, often. Yeah. And I, th- I think there was supposed to be some sort of joke attached to that, but it was never conveyed to me properly so clearly picture him in some sort of monk state and uh he'll be back next week so that'll be awesome uh you know because he he provides all sorts of fantastic insight but me and you today get to talk about some other things rich yeah um stuff is finally starting to pick up in the gaming gaming world games are coming out ready for the the whole like winter season christmas rush Right. For sure. I like how they've decided that they can spread things out a bit. You don't don't have to release everything, you know, on December 1st for Christmas, right? They spread it out a little bit after and a little bit before, and we get a much a much richer experience throughout mm-hmm. the year. Oh, that's funny. Richer. Is yep. it weird to have a name that means something in English? No. No? Okay. I don't know. I don't, I don't really experience that, because Alon doesn't Alon mean anything. Alon is not a real thing. Unless well, you say Mo. Well, yeah. Yes. Uh, in another language it is, but not, not in English. So, yep. uh, anyway, what, what has been going on for you, uh, this week in, in games? I, uh, I got Rage, which I've been looking forward to for, like, uh, five years. I mean, I've talked about it on the show. Yeah, plenty. back when you were on the show for I've reals. told you constantly how excited I am about this game. And, and, uh, let's leave your, your current opinions off for a minute. Talk mm-hmm. about what you used to talk about. What was so amazing? How is this game such a game changer? It's the FPS part of it is has has been updated a lot. Like there's this pseudo racing and stuff like that, but like the, the technology of the engine is supposed to be super awesome to where it's like optimized and it runs 60 frames per second, high resolution like on the consoles it runs at 720p, which most games actually don't. They run at fake resolutions and then up res. Um, and like the mega textures, like how everything loads in, where from a design standpoint, people can put as much detail into a level as they want, and it's all compiled into one huge mega texture. And it's supposed to streamline loading times and all the stuff, and it's supposed to be super awesome. Isn't it basically supposed to give you excellent visuals with hardware that normally couldn't produce such visuals? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Because, I mean, on console right now, it's it's one of the best looking titles out, and it looks it looks fantastic, and there aren't many issues with it. I mean, a couple minor things here and there, but like for the most part, it looks awesome, and it should look that way on PCs as well. Should Usually, the argument is that the PC looks better than the should, console. Should look better, except except maybe that year that a console first comes out. Sometimes it can it can surpass PCs that most of our friends might have. Even yeah, I mean. For, for the short, average for gamer, time. for a short period of time, but even then, like when the 360 came out, like PC still had Crisis, which 360 games weren't able to compete with as far as like a super high-end PC rig. But yeah. the average gamer okay. rig. So anyway, do at it. this point, we're certainly well beyond the beginning of a heart 
hardware cycle. We're at so the P- last dying breath yeah. of the console cycle. PC, I don't know if I agree with that, but let's move past that. Uh, yeah. PC is supposed old. to look much better. Yeah. And um, Rage, tell me about Rage. It doesn't work. It doesn't work for you. It, now, for other players, it works because I've seen videos. Here's, here's what's crazy. Most people are having problems with this game just the to the extent uh, differs from person to person. Like a lot of people are having major issues with the textures loading because what it does is as soon as you look away from a scene, it's dumping the textures out of the video memory. And so every time you look at the scene again, it has to reload all those textures really quick. And so when you move, like when you turn, all you see is just a f- massive blur of, of textures because it hasn't loaded in the high-risk textures in. Uh, most of it loads pretty quickly. Let's stop there for a second. It's actually, so I was watching a video of this, and, and just to give the listener an idea. So you're standing in place, you're looking at whatever you're looking at, like out on the, the open and horizon. Right? And it looks very nice, right? And you turn, you just, you turn your body 45 or 90 degrees or however much you want, right? And it takes a second, which is unfortunate, and everything looks good again. Let's say you turn back to where you were just looking and it was it was It has to great. reload again. Reload again. But it's not even like you're looking... Because I, I want to say it, it looks like red-shaded stuff, like back in the PlayStation 1, where there's no textures. You're just seeing the geometry. But because this game has... It's one of those games that, um, you know, it's out in the Dust Bowl or something. Like, it's you basically have orange, red, and brown. Yeah, and maybe smudged some together. Gray. Yep. When you don't have the texture on those things, it's like you said, it's just a big blur. Yeah. It it's, looks like it's bad. So that's one of the major issues people are having. Another issue a lot of people are having is they're only getting uh, about 30 to 40 frames per second on the PC. And the settings of the game, all you can change are resolution, brightness, and anti-aliasing. I think those are the only three options. Like, it's super, super limited when it comes to options on the game. I like that. Um, yeah, it's it's nice for for just simple access to the game, and because it's supposed to scale uh, and uh, hope to achieve 60 frames per second, so the detail overall can be decreased. Certain things, the the engine is supposed to be able to dynamically decrease to hit that frame rate count, but it's not doing it properly. But if if I recall, a year ago when you were talking about this game so much, you were talking about how awesome it was that it's going to run in such crappy hardware. Well, yeah, here's here's what's nuts. Uh, I have a friend that has a laptop that has an integrated NVIDIA chip. Um, it's it's the mobile 200-something or another, but it's like... I've got one of those. It's a mediocre video chip in comparison to what we have in PCs, like desktops, and it runs the game at 60 frames a second. It's like uh, some older Athlon processor with that video chip mobile, like, and it runs perfect. So it, it's... It's mind-boggling. Like, that laptop works for whatever reason it is. And I know another person that has, like, an overclocked Core i7 with a, like, GTX 495, which is, like, the $800 video card, and 12 gigs of RAM, and he's getting, like, 30 frames a second. So clearly, like, something is wrong somewhere between, like, they optimize it to not work on great hardware to, well, it's better hardware, so let's not do anything useful. Let's just... Chug away and get terrible frame rate and not care. I don't know. I would have expected them to do some more testing. But yeah. the, the texture pop-in bothers me because yeah. it's something that, like, I'm sure they'll find a way to fix it or whatever. Yeah. But, like, that was the engine. Like, they, 
yeah. or do they not what test it out? And and does that same thing happen on the consoles? Because I haven't seen a picture of a console it, or a it video. It can happen a little bit. It's it's super super minimal as far as like it's just on the edge of the screen. Sometimes you see it, not like the whole screen when you turn too fast. Um, but if you have the game installed, like obviously that's going to decrease any issues as far as that goes on 360 and PS3. You but mean the, installed to the hard drive? Yeah. 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 I mean, there. I, I don't know because I haven't seen it um, live, but I've seen video and you can notice it just a tidbit here and there. So. All right. Well, but it's 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 bad. The game. Unfortunately, is to totally me, the game broken. just also looks a little boring. I I still think the game looks looks like a lot of fun and I want to play it, but uh, iPad version it just doesn't is fantastic. Run doesn't run rage on the ipad i recommend to anybody yeah. at least the ipad 2 yeah i don't know if it would run as well on the ipad but probably probably not yeah well as the whole virtual window control requires the gyroscope and i don't think the original ipad had the gyroscope sure so oh. anyway um yeah so there you have it that happened um portal 2 you said you also also got the dlc for that yep have you had a chance to actually play through that at all it uh, just came out today yeah, it just came out today, and actually, we didn't. I didn't have it installed, so I. Well, I didn't even. I didn't even own it until today, because it's on sale right now. It was fifteen bucks. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'll buy it. It wasn't worth sixty, but it's worth fifteen. I paid sixty bucks for it. I think. That's yeah, not worth that. First came out. But. I also got the Xbox version. This is also true, and I have it on PC. So. But yeah, so we got it. So I'm gonna play with my brother. I'm looking forward to the challenge stuff. Did and you ever the, play through it? Yeah, I had played through the whole game and the co-op with my brother. And I liked it. I mean, I thought the the single player was too easy, but like, you know, the commentary of the characters back and forth was entertaining, at least. Good. Well, I uh, I'm certainly looking forward. To it. I like that it's free. Yep. Then it's Valve. Uh, that that sort of leads into something else I wanted to talk about. So Valve, like you said, they, they tend to release stuff for free, and then people get upset if they don't release stuff for free, right? Mm-hmm. But then you look at Gears Three, or many other titles, but we'll use Gears 3 as the current example. Um, they apparently don't like releasing stuff for free. So much so that they give you content like a few weeks after the game comes out. Like, significant content that could have been in the game. Like, ga- whole game... Ma- uh, what, what's the word? It's not a map. right? Mode? The whole game mode. Word, we'll just add that in. Here, This bothers me a lot. Yeah, we, that's we talked, weird. A long time ago about the whole idea of downloadable content, right? And we all know that I'm, I don't like it. Uh, and one of the arguments before we all became used to it as a given is that companies are going to release content that they could have released with the game and would have released with the game for the same price had there not been this opportunity to release extra content later. So basically they're neutering the game in order to make more money later and do it in a way that requires an internet connection mm-hmm. and you know the things that go along with that. You don't need an internet connection during play, I suppose. But, I mean, what would Gears 3 be without an internet connection anyway? So that doesn't bother me too much. But um, I want to go over the actual stuff that they're including in here. Let me me pull this up. The Horde Command Pack, which I think is 10 bucks or something. Um, When when does this become available? November 1st. All right. So the game just came out last week. I'm right about that, right? Yeah, like the 20-something of September. I think it was Tuesday, so a week ago. Yeah. Today. Um, or is it two weeks ago? I don't know. I think it was. Last I think week. it was two weeks ago. It was two weeks ago. Whatever. Let's say two weeks ago. I don't care. Yep. Four weeks from yep. now, the DLC comes out for it. Less than four weeks. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. What's what is the DLC pack? All right. So I'll just read this here. Gears of War three first DLC pack Horde Command. 
comes out on the first for ten bucks, or if you have the game Season Pass, which I don't know the research on that, but it's probably twenty bucks. Uh, all right, it includes three new maps, a few characters, weapon skins, and a new. Uh, it says new fortifications for horde mode. I don't even know what that means. But it says the new fortifications include a command center that allows players to call in support from snipers, okay. mortars, or hammers of dawn, a decoy upgrade that can create a fighting onyx guard bot, a sentry upgrade that adds a fire bolt for more damage and is really helpful against berserkers. This is all from Joystick, by the way. And a silverback upgrade with rockets and repair cost reduction. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's game changing stuff. Yeah, it right? adds a bunch of stuff to horde mode. Yeah. This is how the game works. We're gonna we're gonna make differences. So like now you can't unless you buy the downloadable content, you can't play with people who have this downloadable content. At least I'm assuming that's the case because how else would it work, right? Where they have these features and you don't have these features. Yeah. Um so that that's a really big reason to be pissed off about it. That now you, you break into factions, the people who have the money or or have the you know, decide to yeah. purchase this type of thing. I- I'm going to talk more about this after the break. we got to go to break, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. Arizona's News Talk Leader, KFNX, AM 1100. All right, we are back. Please don't forget to go to chatterboxgameshow.com. Take a look at our website, which doesn't really have much going on, but it has my email along with Ara's. You can get a hold of us, um, give us ideas for content for, for later shows, tell us things you want to talk about in the following weeks. Um, you can also find our phone number. Feel free to call us, 866-536-1100. That's anyone uh, in North America. So give us a call. Check out the website. Um, while you're on the old internets, also go to the University of Advancing Technologies website, uat.edu, and check out the programs they have to offer. You know, if you're listening, you might uh, might be of college age and want to go want to go to school, learn about making games. I can appreciate that. So I was on a rampage, raging yes. against a game that is not rage, uh, but the idea that Gears of War 3 is releasing. There's, there's so many problems with this. First of all, releasing DLC uh, that changes the game. And making you pay for it bothers me. But, like, if it's further along in the life cycle, if it's way down the line and they want to enhance the game somehow, and it, you know, they paid attention to what players wanted and their feedback, and they made a change, these new great things, sort of like a version 1.5 of the game, cool. This clearly planned well in advance of the release of the game, because it's released only six weeks after the game came out. Um, adds things, like, I don't care about... Uh, adding, I guess, new characters that I assume... I, God, this is hard because I don't know anything about Gears of War 3, but I assume the players are like in the original Gears where it's just It's models, just what you look like. You right? don't have advantages or disadvantages yeah. based on the character. Um, so, like, I don't care. In fact, either way, even if the characters were different, that would be a great reason to charge more money, right? Took more effort to to build new models and to to build... I mean, I guess, no, because if they're different... They have different stats and things. That would kind of bug me. Then it would okay. be an RPG shooter, and that'd well, be really weird. Anyway, um, the new maps, that's also reasonable. It takes work to create new maps, and people want to want to pay for them. Great. It still, it still bugs me, but I can at least respect that they want more money for that. All right? Um, 
but what bugs me about it is that you might, you know, I might get the game. And I, I'm, like, harkening back to when I'm 10, right? You get a game as a gift. And this game will clearly be a gift for Christmas for several people, right? They get a game. They don't get, you know, or they might not get extra cash or the credit card or whatever they need to get the Xbox uh, Microsoft points to go buy this extra stuff. Or maybe this is a rule. You don't buy extra content for your games, right? Plenty of families will have whatever stupid rules they choose to have, right? Uh, but you get the game, and that's what you have. You have the disc. Or maybe you're borrowing the game from a friend who doesn't play it anymore, right? Uh, or is gone on vacation and he lets you borrow his game for two weeks. You're not going to buy downloadable content for this game that belongs to someone else. So there's all sorts of reasons why content should be on the disc or freely accessible to people who have the disc. So... That's what I don't like about downloadable content. This in particular is even worse because they add this new fortifications for Horde mode. What, the, in, what I can gather from what I'm reading here is that apparently in Gears, Gears War 3, you can build actual fortifications for, you know, your part of your team or something, yeah. building up crap to protect your area, right? Um, this would be a lot more intelligent if I actually played this game, but I haven't. Um, anyway, so you can build these things. And I guess uh, anyone can start building some unit or something, but it adds new things you can build, and only players that have this downloadable content can build that. But it gets it gets even worse because they don't want to stop people from playing. What I had said is that before we went to break, and I learned this during the break, um, what I said before the break was that you know, you're not going to be able to have people who don't have the DLC be able to play with the people who do, do have the DLC. Not the case. They're like, oh, no. We don't want to create that rift that Alon said would be so stupid because we know Alon's smart. So we're not going to do that. We're going to let people who don't have the DLC, you don't even need to, to have those maps. But you'll be able to play on those maps because the other people who started the match do have those maps. So great, you get access to these free maps. That's fantastic, right? So you go into the game and you think, all right, well, my friend over there can build this whatever thing, this fortification in the map. Um, but you know what? I can't. So now you've got players in the same game who can do different things. Conceivably, you could have one person on one team that has the DLC that can build this thing, right? Some upgrade with rockets and whatever, and costs less for him to to repair stuff, according to what I'm reading here. But no one else on his team, and more importantly, no one else on the opposing team has the power to do that. How dumb is that, right? Game changing, but it's it's not leveling. And wasn't there a whole issue, I guess, with any games? Well, the, the horde mode is it's cooperative. Is it all cooperative? It's not if, team on team. It's like just against enemies. If it's like the Gears Two horde mode, yeah, it's all AI. You get waves of AI. Slightly creeps. more acceptable. Yeah. So right. there, so you don't have an advantage over another team just because the four of you have the DLC and they don't. Okay. That would be that'd be bad. Well. There. I'll, I'll take but, my, my demerit for not knowing enough about this game. But what's really weird, though, is even the idea that if they're, they were planning these fortification upgrades to begin with, and so that changes the balance of the game. Whether one or four people have access to these new things that do new things within uh, a game mode, essentially meaning what you had to begin with, you were only expected to get so far on a certain difficulty because they were planning to begin with to make better things in this horde mode, right? Like, if you balance a game to say, we have, you know, fortifications X, Y, and Z, and you can get this good, and we're going to send this many creatures at you, and then later on we're going to go, oh, well, now you can have a better thing to defend yourself with that you didn't have to begin with, 
now you're going to be able to do better in that mode. Yeah. And the more people that buy those things, the better your team is overall, which is weird. This is what I was suggesting when I thought it would be team on team and they could yeah. break the balance. But uh, even though it's not team for team, it's still, like you're saying, it, it's just it's weird. It's changing the game and it's doing so not on a universal scale. Yeah. And that is just a bad idea. And I'm actually, I, w- I would bet that in short time, like before Christmas, right? Just, so less than two months after the DLC releases, they decide that they're going to change this rule so that whether or not you have the DLC, you can play on those maps because someone has it and started the match, right? Regardless of whether or not you have the DLC, you can still build those upgrades. That's not the way it is right now, or at least not the way that um, they're planning it currently. Mm-hmm. But I suspect by the time it releases, or at least by Christmas, they will change that, and anyone in the map can do it. Because they'll realize how dumb that is. Um, but this just reinforces the point that DLC should... It just it hurts it, things. It works in certain aspects and in certain types of games, and in others, it's it's weird. Like if you're gonna release a map pack, I can understand that. But like your first one, if you're releasing three maps six weeks after the game comes out, uh, it should be free and available to all the players. It's and then Valve and then another two. two months, put some maps out and charge for those. Maybe Valve waited five months. Yep, it came out in like April or May. So five or six months before they released their first DLC for Portal 2, and it's free. This, six weeks later, and it's not free. Not only is the Portal 2 DLC free, the price since launch has gone from 50 on the PC down to 30, and then this week through, like, Thursday, it's $15. So it's, like, it's even more so, like, oh, I can get the whole game and the DLC for $15, and then I'm happy. And then if they release future content, which they might or might not... It would probably also be free. Yeah, it's. But I, I don't want to get on this whole Valve versus everybody else deal because Valve does things in a different way, and, and other people are true. entitled to charge for their stuff, right? So I'm not so mad that they would do it, but it's just it's a slap in the face to do it so soon after it comes out yeah. because it's so obvious that you just had this in waiting and you're just money grabbing. Yeah, like it's like New Vegas just came out with some new DLC as well, and it's clearly one of the situations where with New Vegas. Uh, they make the DLC after the game comes out. They finish the game, and New Vegas had bugs and stuff like that that had issues, and so they fixed those. But they had a team that continued to work on DLC content. The uh, the Lonesome Road that just came out is the fourth DLC pack for the game, I believe. It might be the fifth, but that seems like a lot. But like each DLC pack is, you know, three hours or so of gameplay of just like a new mission you get to go on. That's a side quest. That makes sense within the world of of Fallout. Um, so those so those make sense. I mean, I think they're a bit too expensive at ten dollars a piece, but they put them on discount in groups every now and then as well. But like that makes sense because they're making that content post release, and they do take some feedback from the community on what they liked and didn't like, and just try to come up with this new fun standalone mission within the world itself, and then they release that. But it's not like they're completely rebalancing the game and adding. I don't know, like multiplayer yeah. weird stuff. Like it, it, it makes sense within what Fallout is. Yeah. Now, in in Epic's defense, they're giving you a lot of content, I think, for $10. Like three maps and a bunch of new characters and some new stuff in the game. Right, so it's not so much the price. It's the principle to begin with that they would do it and then charge yeah. for it. The, the, the difference between charging and not charging means that everyone has it or not everyone has it. So you're creating a difference in the players. So it's not even so much that I care about the fact that they would charge, meaning like people would have to pay for it. 
um, there would be an expense involved. It's just that you guarantee that there will be a, a difference in the players. And that's not cool, especially because there are some players who just can't get downloadable content for whatever reasons associated with their finances or families or whatever. Um, although I guess you shouldn't be 18, right? You shouldn't be under 18 if you're playing this game, right? Um, anyway, we're going to break. We'll be right back. It's me, Mario. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's a number one. Woohoo! All right, we are back again, halfway through the program. Don't forget, you can give us a call, 866-536-1100. Um, yeah, hopefully some people will do that next week when R is back. We had a call last week, which a little, a little bit strangely. A little strange. You were here for that, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was a weird one. Anyway, we'll, we'll try that again next week. Um, so we were talking about Gears, and I'm ready to not be talking about it anymore. That's yeah. fine. I, I uh, bitched about it for a little bit, and we're, we're good. But uh, there's other silly things that, uh, that people are doing, releasing new games. Um, for example... Here's, I'm, I'm trying to look for the two things here. Uh, okay, so were you aware that Splinter Cell HD Trilogy was released? No, didn't know they were even making it. Yeah, remastered in high definition. So Splinter Cell 1, 2, and 3. Um, Did it, I understand the appeal in some aspect to these HD remake things, because certain games, like... Even though I don't think Eco is that great of a game, but I did enjoy Shadow of the Colossus when it came out, I don't really want to replay them because I know the image of how good that game was in my head isn't going to match up to what the game actually is. Um, but I can understand some appeal that people want to play these games. I think most of these HD remakes are done very lazily instead of what they should do is is take the game that maybe a lot of people didn't get to experience and, and update it, like really make it again, if that makes any sense, like remake the game, not just like, oh, throw some fancy textures on it and high res it. like Halo Anniversary. Yeah, like Halo Anniversary is the perfect example. Like I want to play that game because it's been completely redone and updated and it has live support and all the stuff that they're adding in. Like that's a game I actually do want to play. But like these oh Splinter Cell, first of all, isn't even a franchise I would ever imagine needs to be updated. Yeah. Because we've already had like two or three of them this generation. Where a game like Shadow of Colossus you you haven't had like it's it's a one of a kind so to re-release it that sort of makes sense or halo is it's a classic and it's about a thousand times more popular than splinter cell so like to go back and get to play that classic you know on live and in that classic mode makes sense because it's a multiplayer game but like oh yeah i've just been dying to play splinter cell one on my xbox 360 that's not a game anybody that's, that's one complaint and I have two more. Right? It's weird. I remember telling the story on the show a couple times in the past. Um, so I'm playing Splinter Cell 2 or 3. I can't remember. I think number 2 mm-hmm. with my roommate. Right? He's got an Xbox up in his room, and I've got mine downstairs. And uh, it's going well. And this this game, playing multiplayer, it was actually a ton of fun. And this is the game that uh, caused me to rag on um, Ubisoft for eternity. Right? Because it... it opened my eyes to the fact that all Ubisoft games are just so chock full of bugs that they're a waste of time to even bother playing. Um, maybe they've improved over time, 
but I don't know. Assassin's you, Creed 1 was miserable. You hear about game-breaking bugs out in Ubisoft games pretty much every time they release one. Yeah. So I'm convinced they don't have a QA team. Um, <clears throat> so we're playing it, and these these multiplayer missions take a long time. Because it's stealth. Like, you're going real slow, snapping people's necks or whatever. It takes a long time. And we get through... and. Uh, we get through, you know, maybe half an hour or something. We're playing for a while. We're feeling good. This game is really fun, right? And it, the connection gets lost between the Xboxes. Owned. Yeah. And we were playing on LAN. It wasn't Xbox Live or anything. Just connection is lost. Damn it. All right. Well, let's give it another try. And it happened like two or three times. We're like, all right, we're done with this because it's, it's not playable. And that was supremely irritating because, you know, a game sucks and you don't get to play it. Who cares? It doesn't work well. But this game was genuinely good except that it was broken, which made it horrible. So, didn't like that. So anyway, they're releasing the Splinter Cell HD trilogy, and people like Splinter Cell, I guess. Um, I don't know, I'm kind of over it at this point, but some people loved it, and it was a popular series. So great. Um, and it actually wasn't that bad. I enjoyed I've enjoyed it when I've played it. So I'm not trying to rag on it too much, except that it's Ubisoft. So they release it, and at least according to this joystick article that came out, I think, last week. Um, was this today? Oh, crap, I guess this article came out today. Anyway, um, I guess it doesn't have inverted aim, which, as an inverted aim user, would piss the hell out of me. That would make it unusable. They just didn't put it in. Just not there, right? Although, easy to add, right? People will will whine about it, they'll add it in, no problem. You know what else it doesn't have, though? Why? How did it get left out? Did somebody... I forgot to put the one line of code that just switches up and down. <laughs> you would think yeah. that it would be obvious, especially because this is a remake of yeah. an existing game that had that feature. Wow. But what other small, maybe not so small feature do you think that it's missing? Live. I'm sure it connects to Xbox Live, but I'll tell you what it doesn't have is multiplayer in any form. That's what I was saying, like multiplayer <laughs> over live. Yeah. Did you already know this? I, I was just assuming because why would they? Yeah, why, why would they make a multiplayer available? Mm, who knows? Yep. So, apparently multiplayer, not an option. And it was the thing that made this series of games. Which, I mean, it wasn't available in the first one, right? But actually made it fun. And I, it's got to be the third one that was so much fun. The second one, like, was a... It had multiplayer where you just play against each other, which was kind of okay, but Splinter Cell's not really the game for a deathmatch. No. Um, but the co-op, where you're just two Sam Fishers was a lot of fun and um yeah no no inverted is is the no multiplayer i don't know how much you know about the game because it just came out is it just essentially the same game with fancier textures or is it like a full update into the new engine like the unreal 3 dude engine? i don't know it's just this because know... trilogy all in one it's it's probably just a way to resell these three yeah. games in a collection and they're like oh we updated the textures too yeah because i know the Splinter Cell games were Unreal Engine 2.5. The first one might have been 2, but, I mean, they were all 2.5 games, Unreal Engine. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is just a way to sell previous content. For as little work as right. possible. No, and that's fine. Like, there's the God of War, whatever, collection. Yep. That you can yep. play the PSP versions or whatever on the PS3. Like, that's cool. You want to put a collection together and sell it for one relatively low price? That's great. I'm all for that, right? People want to play their old games? Fantastic, right? Even pretend that it's got a high-res high update even though it's probably just, you know, they upped the textures a bit and didn't change much else. Like, where yeah. Halo, you know, is it like a total remake of the same old game. Like, I'm sure there's just whatever, right? But to actually take away a huge part of the game, like, here, you could have this game again, but you can't play multiplayer. That's yeah. that's ridiculous. Now, 
I guess Devil's Advocate, at least this this particular game, was mostly a single player game. Like the multiplayer wasn't wasn't as big an aspect yeah. as as it is in other games. Like for instance, Crisis or you know Gears of War or any first person shooter. Right? It's not as big, but I can tell you from personal experience, it was actually the thing that made it most fun. And so uh, that's lame. Yeah. I mentioned Crisis because that also got released on Xbox Live, like today or something. Well, the uh... without multiplayer. Oh really? Well, no multiplayer. Nice. Uh, um, Xbox Live or PSN. I mean, it's not like a, it's just missing in live. I know the Resident Evil 4 HD just came out on Xbox as well. I think PSN, but I'm not sure. I know it came out for the Xbox Live, whatever. And from what I hear, like the textures, like the the HD upres was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like I don't know if they just were just. Well, we made it bigger, but it was the same texture, so whatever. We uprised it. I don't... It's just... Yeah, that doesn't impress me too much. Like I said, it released the collection cool. And releasing Crisis on the console, just because it had such good graphics before, like it probably... And it's supposed to be a great game, too, right, on top of just looking great. That's cool. I'm all for that. And it's only 20 bucks? Great. But, like, a first-person shooter with no multiplayer? That seems weird. The original Crisis, the multiplayer wasn't a big deal. It wasn't? It wasn't until Crisis Warzone came out. Okay. Well, I'll have to take your word for that. But it seemed weird to me. I mean, I think there. How could it not be a big deal? There might have been multiplayer in Crisis, but I don't think Crisis had multiplayer until Warhead. I could be wrong on this. Well, it, this this says you know it was released on Xbox Live. At least the single player portion was, yeah. and the console release uh, doesn't include multiplayer. But so the multiplayer it, it must for have Crisis was otherwise. miserable. Like it was so bad. Like nobody played multiplayer Crisis. That's weird. And I Why? don't because it was a good single-player shooter. That's weird to me. Doesn't yeah. everybody love multiplayer? I don't play a lot of first-person shooters. When Crisis days. came out, I don't think multiplayer... You have to realize, Crisis was a was a PC game. And so, when you think about PC multiplayer games, you're talking about stuff like Counter-Strike are the competitive games. And so, a game like Crisis isn't, isn't a shooter that has multiplayer that is played competitively in any capacity. Um, the developer wasn't trying to make a competitive shooter because making a competitive multiplayer shooter is almost completely opposite of making a single-player shooter. Like, okay. So. Well, I will take your word for that. I will, if if that's true, if it really didn't, if nobody liked the multiplayer anyway, then sure, why put in resources to building no. it? Especially if you're going to re- release it for twenty bucks. That's cool. Um, it just seemed weird to me. Then one day I see these things about both uh, two games being released without multiplayer. That had it originally. Yeah. It just seems weird. People are releasing games, you know, half-assed or just missing major things. So um, there's another thing going on. I don't know if you you noticed this. You know how PS2 games will not run on the PS3? Yes. Uh, now, originally they would for like one or two of the systems. Then they wouldn't. Yeah, then they took them out but said, okay, well, you can emulate them because uh, there's a, a few PlayStation 2s that will emulate or PlayStation 3s that will emulate PlayStation 2s. Yeah. And then they're like, you know what? Screw that. We're not even going to emulate it. And the ones that did, they don't emulate anymore. I actually think they, they took it out of the ones that did emulate, didn't they? I wouldn't be surprised. I thought they did. But I could be making that part up, so I'm not going to hold to it. But uh, but now they're releasing PS2 games uh, downloadable to run on the PS3. Ooh, big right? surprise. So it must have some sort of emulation wrapped into it, or specifically yeah. known to work yeah. on all the chipsets and whatever. Um, but that's weird. But because yeah. Sony always has these these BS arguments for why they do something. Like when it originally, do you remember that didn't have Rumble in it 
for the PS3 when it first came out? Because moving your controller is way cooler than Rumble. Yeah, well, they, they were like, the Rumble could affect the uh, the 6-axis, whatever. Yeah. Right? And so they didn't release it, and they were just claiming, no, it would interfere with it. And then they're like, oh, you know what, no, okay, we, we'll add the Rumble in, and look, it doesn't hurt it at all. Um, so it's kind of like, oh, well, people don't need the PS2 games because they all have PS2s, or they don't need to, to play PS2 games because they all have their PS2 laying around anyway. And uh, now they're like, actually, now let's release some PS2 games on the system because people will want that. Right? Money. This, things like this make me hate Sony. Really hate Sony. We'll be right back. All right, so we were just talking during the break. This break and the previous break. I've been getting in, for some reason, I don't know why, getting into Castlevania Harmony of Despair again. It came out like a year ago, right? It's probably because Ara mentioned it recently, and I was like, all right, I'll go give it a try, see this game again. And I had only ever played, like, the first level. You all right over there? You going to make it? Yep. I know it's nighttime. Ah. Okay. So I've been getting into this game and uh, trying to beef up my characters and decide which one, you know, should I really go the distance with and, and play a lot. And it's the game bugs me for a couple of reasons. I, I enjoy playing it, but it's such a grind game. you got to keep playing to get stuff. That very idea bothers me. I don't think I should have to grind. Um, but I accept it to some extent just because they do have a lot of different things in the game that you can collect and, and ways to customize your character. So I'm willing to a little bit. And so I, this is one of those games that, like, first of all, it's, it's DLC, right? So no instruction manual, no physical manual. A lot of companies are, are going away from physical manuals anyway. But you would think in the game there's some sort of guide. And this game does have a help section, and it explains to you some of the basic features, how, like, um, you can collect magic and you can do martial arts and all these things, but it doesn't explain that, like, X character can use this. And Y character can do this special thing. And Z character can use this special thing, right? It's it's as if they have all these different cool functions where, like, one character can use this one cool function and one other character can use this other cool function. For instance, the character I play with is, is Shinoa. Um, I hope that's how you pronounce it. And she can absorb magic that, that certain characters use. Like, if they hold a, some icon or glyph above their head, you can hold a button and, and absorb it and then use it later. Uh, and that's key to the game. Like, if you don't do that, you're not going to be doing much with her. And I had no idea about that until I, um, you know, you look in the help section, and it, it's still, like, I read through it all, and it didn't ever click to me. And I read the facts on, like, gamefacts.com, and it explained, oh, you know, with this character, hold up at the right time, and then you'll absorb it. But, like, how was I supposed to know, looking at the help guide, that that specifically applied to Shinoa? It doesn't say. Right, and that martial arts specifically to apply to a different character. It, it just was very vague. And then um, it's very RPG-ish, like Castle or Symphony of the Night. You know, that sort of changed the Castlevanias, and they've all been RPG-ish since then. What was the last Castlevania you played, Rich? Um, I mean, I played the demo for that one, Harmony and I've despair. played. I mean, I've played bits and pieces. I think the last game I played for more than fifteen to twenty minutes was. Game Boy Advance, it was like Aria of Sorrow or something like that. Okay, so you know the general idea anyway yeah. of these new Castlevanias. So they have you know all these stats like attack and defense and intelligence and whatever. And I'm I'm looking through message boards and things to try and figure out what they all do. Attack, pretty obvious. You you strike with something and it will 
you know, hurt someone more if your number is higher with attack. Sure. Yeah. What about strength? There's a strength factor. I don't I don't know. I would expect that to be the same exact friggin' thing as attack. Yeah. There's also intelligence, which you think, oh, that probably helps the person's magic, right? It's stronger magic. But then there's also mind. There's intelligence and there's mind. What, what is, I don't know. I don't know what the difference is. Meanwhile, when I check in the game facts stuff and people's message boards, they seem to think that strength makes her magic stronger. Which, which would mean what the hell does intelligence and mind sense. do? Yeah. I don't know. I'd like to wonder how a person came to that conclusion. Well, I mean, they probably play the game a lot. And I'll, they probably know more than that me. I mean, I'm sure they know more than me about the game. So that's and then cool. I wonder what the developer was thinking, if this is true, that they would go, we need to have strength stat. And what that does is it makes your magic attack stronger. <laughs> yeah. Well, because then what do the other two do? Exactly. And so I just I don't know how this game works. And that's a problem. A developer who's releasing DLC should have help. And they have help in the game. Except only for very specific things. And then everything relating to that stat... You know, like, dude, it gets even worse. I wish I could show you screenshots. Just drink right into the microphone. Don't worry. Yep. Just yawn right in there. Can you hear that? Yeah, that's thanks. Um, so not only do they have like attack, strength, and whatever, with only three letters to identify what those words are. Great, I can figure out what those are. Then below, it has these defensive stats. Um, but I don't know they're defensive except for the fact that I've read these game facts. And they're represented by icons. Icons. And, like, you know the Castlevania games have this, like, sort of Christian influence of, like, crosses and all this weird stuff, right? Um, so some of the icons, you don't know what they are. It's just a skull. It's a picture of a skull. What is the, if, if I have an increased number on the skull icon, what is that going to protect me against? Your skeleton is stronger. My skeleton? Yeah, great. You drank calcium that day. Yeah. There's one that looks like a flame. So you know what? The probably, if I have a high number there, I have better defense against flame attacks. Sure. It makes sense. Great. What's the one below it? Ooh, if I squint a bit, I might realize that that kind of looks like an ice crystal. Okay. Protects me against ice attacks. Or but then there's one that's an eyeball. An what eyeball? Is- yeah. Laser vision. <laughs> Lasers. No, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I mean, I, I looked it up. I'm sure I knew it at some point. Some sort of magic attack, something. But then there's like holy, and there's holy attacks, and there's all, it's way too complex to just not have friggin' instructions. And other games these days, they'll have an intro level where they teach you, and they'll even put text on the screen or have some, you know, uh, NPC explain to you about the game. Never happens in this game. Never yeah. does. And it's silly. If it's not going to be in game or give you an option to say, hey. Do you want to go through the whole tutorial and we'll tell you what all this stuff is? There's literally Put it into the game nowhere to where like when you first encounter, oh look, here's this thing that you got that has this trait. I'm going to tell you about it because it does this and this. Yeah. it's it's so and non-existent you know. and it's not like I missed it because you go to these message boards and people are debating over what does what. <laughs> they wouldn't be debating if it was listed somewhere. It's you can't even go to like a website and learn about it, and that's. They really screwed up here, and I don't, I don't know. This is weird that I'm complaining about a game that's like a year old. I never really got into it when it was first around. I just, I played like one level. Um, it just, it baffles me that they would release a game and then have no way, literally no way, for someone to know what it all means, unless you happen to have played the last ten games in the series and followed along with them. I, I'm guessing if I had done that, I would have a better understanding of what this is all about, or at least a general idea. Yeah, but you know what? Some people never played the Game Boy Advance. 
never played any games on whatever systems they came out on, and now they're playing this one. And what the hell? So that's that's my little rant. I've been playing that game for the last week, and uh, it's... Oh, you know why I was thinking about this, too? Because you know how Xbox Live went down? No. Okay, well, it went down on Monday. Okay. You know how, you know how I know it went down? Because you tried to use it. Because I was playing multiplayer, Harmony of Despair, getting right to Dracula to beat him, and then I'd get some really cool thing that he drops, Owned. right? And uh, right as I was walking up the steps to get to Dracula, like, you got to play through the whole freaking level, you play through the whole thing, great, you get past the big dude with the armor, and then you walk up to Dracula, disconnected from live. Why did I disconnect? That jackass I was playing with must have disconnected, right? Because I just had one other person playing in my, you know, tribe of people. Yeah. You can play with up to six characters. The whole idea, by the way... The, the idea of playing uh, multiplayer Castlevania is really interesting and appealing. It, there's a lot of problems with it. Just lack of balance when you have a character who's super souped up versus me who's not, and whatever. But anyway, I'm letting him carry me through the game since he can survive anything. And I can't because I'm a big wuss because I do not belong in the last level and diffi- hard difficulty. But anyway, walking up the stairs to Dracula, disconnect. I think it's him. And then I'm like, all right, well... That's weird. I'll try to connect again, and I can't do anything, right? And I can't get onto Netflix. I can't, whatever. I'm getting all scared that, like, Microsoft decided to ban me for some reason. And I even check joystick. I was like, I'm going to go on to see. They'll they'll let me know that Xbox Live is down. No, nothing. No announcement. And I leave to go off to, like, Biosphere or something with my family because I have the day off. And uh, Biosphere, by the way, in Tucson, kind of cool, kind of not. You know, if you ever have a time, go down there. Check mm-hmm. it out. Um I read finally later in the day, Xbox Live disconnected. It did, or broken or down or whatever. Disconnected while I was in the middle of a game. While I was in the middle of a game. Nice. Ever happened? No. No? Yeah. Annoying. Really annoying that there's nothing nothing to tell you. I mean, I guess it makes sense that if it breaks, it's not going to tell you, hey, we're broken. Well, if you check but, online, I think they have a status page on XboxLive.com. Yeah, then I would have to look for it. That's a lot of difficulty. So, anyway, it's back now. Cool. But it, may, it also makes me realize... Oh, you can't use Netflix or Hulu or anything. Cause then I tried to load up some Hulu show while I wasn't playing the video game. Can't do that because live's not working and it's required. And that's kind yeah. of a bummer because certainly they could make it work without live. They could allow you to yeah. connect and see that stuff. Um, but they don't, and that's bothersome. Uh, luckily, I have a PC connected to that TV too. But anyway, uh, looks like it's game over for this week's show. I hope you enjoyed uh, visiting with us, Rich. Yeah. Everything going well for you in life? Everything moving on? It's been good. All right. That's good. Well, we will be back next week. By we, I mean myself and another guest host, Ara. We'll just call him a guest host until he's permanently (laughs) seated again for a while. Anyway, he's been gone, but he's he's happy to come back. He's actually back in the city right now. He just didn't make it to the show in time. So, anyway, uh, next week, if you have any questions for us, feel free to go to the website, chatterboxgameshow.com. Email me, email Ara, whatever. We'll be here, and of course, you can call us, too. We'll be back. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.